You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, uh, with this is On Point with Victor. I am Victor. <laughs> we should all say it together because we have guests in the studio. Uh, folks, I hope you listened to the last hour. Uh, it was a great, great show, uh, David's Pick Show. We, we, we had a good conversation there, and, and I want to continue the conversation. We'll get into some other things as well. Uh, in fact, I'm going to ask uh, Roger, the host of Locked and Loaded, to, to if he would just hang out with me. And, My pleasure. I'll excellent, excellent. Roger's hair look, that must have been a shocking show that we just did. <laughs> yes, I know. I, yes, I'm due for a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, if you want to go look at Roger's haircut, um, go to YouTube. Uh, if you go to YouTube, America's Web page, you can watch us live. If you go to our Facebook page, America's Web Radio, uh, you can watch us live right now, and you can uh, you can judge Roger. Roger's haircut, <laughs> or well, lack of there. <laughs> Which channel is it that they go to to watch us dead? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, oh, folks, folks, folks. So um, I'm glad to, you know, another week, another great show we're going to have here. It is On Point with Victor. Uh, and once again, look, if you want to email the show, please do. G- GM at americaswebradio.com gm at americaswebradio.com especially if uh, if I say something you disagree with hey look you email I love a challenge so email us gm at americaswebradio.com and of course if you want to be a sponsor please email us at gm at americaswebradio.com what we do here folks uh, is it, it does take some money so all right. You guys, I don't have to remind everyone what a awful weekend we just had, and uh, just a tragic, tragic, tragic weekend. Uh, I'm going to get into a little bit about that. Uh, I'm also going to get into uh, some topic rundown information. Um, you know, I like to do topic rundown here on On Point with Victor, and we'll get into some day's events. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about China. Uh, look, folks, if 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 you think the the market drop yesterday was was because uh, it, we're going into a recession, um, you need to really, really pay attention. Uh, we we are in a battle right now with China, and this battle didn't start with Donald J. Trump. This battle started years ago, um, and in fact, much of it happened in the Clinton administration. The Chinese government has been stealing intellectual property from the United States for years. And look, what happens when, when China steals intellectual property? When we develop the the awesomeness that we develop, the technologies that we develop, we have to monetize that technology. If we don't monetize that technology, then that development of that technology is going to stop. It'll come to a screeching halt. So when China comes along and steals intellectual property, they are digging in and and into the ability of the United States to monetize the the technology that we come up with, and and that has got to stop. And Bill Clinton didn't do anything about it. Bush didn't do anything about it. Obama didn't do anything about it. But we have a president now who is pushing back. And it is a good thing. This is a fight that has to happen. Are there going to be ups and downs of the stock markets because of it? Absolutely. We saw it yesterday. Now, yesterday's dip wasn't because of tariffs. The new tariffs set to, are not set to go in effect for another month. What happened yesterday is China devalued their currency. China is a currency manipulator. 
They steal intellectual property. They manipulate currency. They've been doing this for years. This is nothing new. So yesterday, they, in response to Trump announcing new tariffs, they devalued their currency. So that tries, they're trying to counter the effect of the tariffs. That caused the market to dip. Now, overnight, and what you're probably not seeing in the news, is China blinked first. They went back in and they stabilized their, the yuan, which is their, their uh, currency. They went back in, they stabilized it last night. So what do you see happening today with the market? We're, we're, we're making a little bit of a comeback. Uh, so you've got to understand the complexities of what's going on with China and what they are doing. So that, that's, a, that's a, a big topic today on, on, on Point with Victor, and, and we might get into a little bit more of that. But I just want you, the listener, to understand that you're, you're not only getting common sense and logic here when you tune into this show. I'm going to give you the facts and the realities of what's going on in the world because – if you're stuck to lamestream media, the CNNs, the MSNBCs, the PBS, the ABCs, the NBCs, the CBSs, you're not getting the full story. Um, so that's basically in a nutshell what's going on with China. And, folks, we have to fight back. If we don't, we're going to lose in the long run. Yes, there might be a little bit of pain. But I will venture to tell you right now, things have been working out pretty well. I'm not a, uh, a proponent of tariffs. I want zero tariffs. And if – if Trump wasn't saying, and he has been saying this, and you probably haven't seen it, he his goal is to get to zero tariffs. That is a great goal to get to. But how do and, you fight people who put tariffs on your products? Right, and that's that's exactly the point, Roger, where is we have to – well, let me put it back this way. I'm not going to speak for everybody, but I do support Trump and what he's doing because if we don't fight back with this, he, the only way to fight – Currency, you know, currency manipulation is having more effect on even uh, China trying to charge tariffs, which they do. Um, but how do we fight back? And Roger, you're absolutely right. We have to fight back with tariffs because a, China's economy is not nearly the strength of ours, and so we can weather this storm. And and what I was going to say too, we aren't really feeling the effects of. Of price increases and the effects of the tariffs. It's really, really being absorbed. And yes, there are parts of the economy that are going to see it. There are parts of the manufacturing side that are going to see it the worst, which now, is why I want to get this away affect, from. How does this affect American products in the market? As far as are American products more competitive now? Will that put more people to work? Will that actually increase our economy? That's already happening. So you're, you are seeing, you're seeing manufacturing. Look, what's going to happen is we're growing the manufacturing sector here in this country, Roger, and I bet I can ask you what Obama said during his tenure about manufacturing. Those jobs aren't coming back. He absolutely said that. In fact, he he joked about uh, President Trump, or back then candidate Trump, about asking, well, what are you going to do? Do you have a magic wand? Well, apparently <laughs> Trump he has does. a magic wand. He does. It's called a spine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so you're absolutely correct there, Roger. You are seeing not just job growth in the United States, you are seeing a manufacturing rebirth. The steel industry right now, Roger, is going through the roof. And and yes, they are bearing some of the burden, but, but this is what my point, 
the right now the tariffs are being absorbed by by the manufacturers and and eventually will they pass on some of the costs of course because look ladies and gentlemen anytime there's a tax put on a business you the individual are going to pay for it the only people who pay taxes in this country are individuals there's the no inter- consumer ex- and the consumer that's what the individual consumer because there's no such thing as corporate taxation when you tax a corporation or a business they're going to pass the cost of doing business to the end consumer which is you the individual uh, so you know, nothing like a quick economics lesson, right, Roger? Exactly. <laughs> Except. Uh, uh, David? Oh, we have a comment. Yeah, and uh, two things. One, I want to take issue with you on when this started. This started back in the late 40s, right after mm-hmm. World War II. And it yeah. didn't start yesterday with China. It, it was a big player during the Cold War. But a very near and dear portion of our economy that you just left out is the farm industry Mm. and the effect of what this is doing to our farmers uh, which I'm involved as you well know Mm -hmm. Um, right now it's cutting out a hell of a big market for our farmers because we were planning on selling a lot of corn Mm -hmm. and other products to China, and they're cutting that off. I don't know exactly what they're going to eat. Uh, I don't think dirt's real good, but uh, <laughs> you know they—they're cutting our farmers out, and mm. farmers work their tails off and have been good to this country since day one, and very unappreciated in my opinion. And we can't. We can't let our government and or anyone else um, cut the farmer off, and then then you'll have the liberals saying, well, we're going to just supplement the farm. The farmers don't want supplements. Mm-hmm. They want to sell their products. They want to mm-hmm. raise their products, and they want to sell them and to whatever market that we can get. So don't forget the farmers. They're the ones that put the food on the table. No, you're absolutely right. Um, you you want to talk about the backbone of the country, and you're, and you're right. We could probably go back to World War II. You could go back to the Nixon administration, and you just look at the and, – and, and look, I'm not saying that involvement with China wasn't the right thing to do, but they're no longer a third-world country. They have a huge economy. But David, you you make a good point with the farmers. Where would we be, where would we be without farmers? And Roger, I bet you remember what uh, or what what does Cortez think? You've got officials like Cortez. I think that was Stacey Abrams. And a- Abrams. Did, that's Why do we need farmers if we have grocery stores? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It was Abrams. So you get that kind of rhetoric from the left that really you talk about dissing the farmer. Um, I mean, it's it's. It's it's really sad, and and that's and then they, after they diss the farmers, they want to blame Trump when he comes out and says we're going to help the farmers. So it really is crazy. But you're you're absolutely right. And so this involvement with China, it hits every aspect of our economy. And you're absolutely right. The farmers is a huge. They take the brunt, and manufacturing's taking the brunt. And but now and, I wonder, are there other outlets for these farmers to sell products to? Do they have? other places to to move product or was china such a big market that they're going to end up with a lot of surplus this year does anybody know well you know they were 
what a farmer will do is he'll decide what he's going he or she is going to plant depending on what they feel like the market will be mm-hmm. and uh you know it, it could be that uh you planted cotton instead of uh corn well not many people want to eat cotton <laughs> and uh so you plant mostly corn, thinking that you're going to have a good market for it, and because we've got China lined up, and they'd a lot rather eat corn than cotton. So and if this continues, they can adjust crops yeah, for the next year for or the two next years. Year, but you this year's already it. done. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can't do a whole lot about it. And and, and the kicker is, uh, you know, they lose a shirt this year. They may not have a shirt and may not be able to farm next year. Mm. It's not cheap to farm. Oh no. And uh not at know. all. And then you can't you can't go mid mid growth cycle and say, Oh, I need to change yeah. what I'm, I've got. Change some corn to cotton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you know, and and uh the farmer Oh that dumb farmer. <laughs> no, it's not dumb farmer. Mm. He's working his tail off for all of us. Well and, uh, according to the Democrats you're just a uh, hang- and uh, a f- Clinging to your Bibles and your guns, and yeah. you don't know anything else. You're a deplorable. I would say <laughs> that I would compare farmers to the un, unarmed soldier. Mm-hmm. You know, they do a service for us. They protect us. They provide for us. Whether it's a wheat farmer, corn farmer, cotton farmer, I don't care what kind of farmer. Uh, I got I got into a situation at uh, Kroger's one day with. This goes back many years ago, and two ladies were really at the at the dairy portion of the store. Just oh, those damn farmers—they're making so much money on a gallon of milk. And uh, and I went up to them and I said, "Ma'am, you don't know what you're talking about. Hmm. It's not the farmers that are making the money. It's the middleman that doesn't even touch the milk." Mm-hmm. And there are a lot, and that's true in a lot of areas of farming. The or even with gasoline. Or mm-hmm. even with gasoline. About the government it. makes more money than the gas companies do for manufacturing, yeah. transporting it, uh, refining it. If if people would would take a minute and think about what it takes to get oil out of the ground, and you're taking that substance and you're manufacturing it and producing gasoline that somehow magically appears at gas stations all over the country – and then you can easily take a pump and fill up your car and go about your business. And for all of that, to make that happen, the government makes more money per gallon than, a, than, than the corporation that had to go find the, the materials, put them together, get manufactured, and get it to the station. I, I mean, it, it really is unbelievable. How about us owners of the well? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you... You're... you're you're preaching to the choir. Right? <laughs> exactly. Now, with the farmers, I know a lo- I know a big trend now is to go farm to table and trying to get people to eat fresher foods. I wonder if farmers would have maybe luck selling some of this food product more locally and keeping it closer by and making more money by trying to eliminate some of the middlemen in smaller batches, but they'd make more money on it. I mean, Just maybe that. change the way you're mm-hmm. doing things a little bit to help compensate for some of this. Well, it's like everything else. You... Uh if you're in the building business, you don't build one house and hope it sells. You build a bunch of houses or put up a subdivision, and it's the same way with farming. It's got to right. be done. You can't bushels at a time. Yeah, you can't have a farmer come off of his farm when he needs to be working it. 
be mm-hmm. he needs to be in the field doing something or whatever that time of year it is and he's in there selling tomatoes at 30 cents a piece oh no but working with local grocery stores and restaurants yeah. have them have his farm open up for them to come by a couple mm-hmm. times a week and start Gee, buying bushels of you stuff you know what the problem is with that eliminating the middleman <laughs> No, it's called eliminating government. Oh, yeah, there's that too. But you know that that tomato or that grape or that whatever you got fresh produce in the grocery store has to be blessed by your government. USDA. A farmer, a farmer can't just go throw it in there, and they'd love to. They'd love to be able to deal directly. Uh, if you want an experience, you ought to go out to the Atlanta farmers market. Oh, I've been there. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, the big one? The Down south, the yeah. One in, yeah. You're talking about the one in Forest Park. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep, been there. And uh, the farmer, the farmers that have to be up at 1 o'clock in the morning bringing their produce in or whatever so they can sell it to the Kroger's or to the restaurants or whoever mm-hmm. they're selling it to, it's not that they're not trying or not doing it. They are doing it. But still, that's not like... Selling a thousand watermelons right. to one person, you know. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. it it is more difficult, but you could probably get a little higher price to compensate for the lower volume. I'm just saying we may have to change the way we do things if this war with the Chinese tariff continues to try and redirect some of our funds, keep money here in the United States. It probably won't hurt that either. Well, I'll tell you. You know, it's like I said. This is it's a battle that needs to happen that's going on with China, and and it's. History is going to show that Trump was 100 percent right to put up this fight because China is capitulating already, um, and uh, it's just not being reported. Just like overnight when they when they normalize their their currency because <laughs> because Trump pointed out what they did. Look, folks, we almost blew through a break. We got to go to a break, so um, you hang tight. We will be right back. You're listening to On Point with Victor. This is America's Web Radio. It is, it is. Now all I have to do is find a spot. Oh, stand by for commercial. This is David Donaldson with the Atlanta <laughs> Healing Center, conveniently located in Lawrenceville, Georgia. At AHC, your success is our goal. Addiction recovery is about more than just not using. It's about becoming a whole person and addressing all aspects of your physical, psychological, and social needs. Please call us at 770-696-9862, or you can reach us on the web at www.atlantahealingcenter.com. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business professionals, business practices, and fascinating individuals to get an insider view of how America works, 10 to 11 a.m. on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to On Point with Victor. This is America's Web Radio. Uh, we are talking, uh, you know, we've been talking about the shooting, and, and uh, I've, I've 
started going down the topic rundown, and, and we got off into a great conversation about the China issue. Um, but I want to get into uh, something else here. I, 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 I'm really, really trying to hold myself back. And good thing I have Roger here because he can keep me under control, and, and David can, <laughs> can throw things at me when he's ready. Um, but I am really – I have to get this off my chest. I am so tired of Beto the fake Hispanic O'Rourke. Uh, this guy can't go away soon enough. This guy is not going to be the nominee for the Democrat Party. He's floundering around at the bottom of the polls right now. And he yesterday lost his ever-loving mind. I don't know in one sentence how many times he called Trump a racist. But he not only blamed the shooting on Trump, he practically said Trump was pulling the trigger. Um with with his act, I mean, I'm not saying that he said that he pulled the trigger, but he was insinuating and saying that he was such a cause that Trump was such the cause of this that he might as well have been pulling the trigger. That's the way I take what what O'Rourke was saying because O'Rourke was absolutely losing his mind. He was cussing on live television, uh, calling again Trump a racist and everything but a child of God. Uh, blaming him for the El Paso shooting and just on and on and calling him a white supremacist. And then Beto didn't stop there. O'Rourke. I can't call him Beto, that fake Hispanic. So O'Rourke was went on and just started spreading more lies about Trump. This whole Charlottesville business. Ladies and gentlemen, let me educate you with some on-point common sense and logic and truth. Donald Trump never said that there were good people and good Nazis in the Nazi movement. He never said that there were good white supremacists in the white supremacist movement. He never said that. And fake Hispanic O'Rourke, I got a message for you. You want to debate somebody? How about debating me? How about debating someone who is a real Hispanic? Real Mexican blood runs through this vein, O'Rourke, these veins. Why don't you sit down and debate me? I'll give you all the time you – well, I'll ask for permission from the station manager but and owner. But I'll give you an hour on radio. You can come in here or call on the phone. Why don't you debate me? Why don't you call me a white supremacist? Why don't you call me uh, a Nazi sympathizer? I mean it is absolutely ridiculous that he gets away with spreading these lies about President Trump. When you go back to Charlottesville, ladies and gentlemen, look it up yourself and listen to what Donald Trump said. Donald Trump was referring to the Antifa morons that were out there, and he was talking about the people who showed up in support of him, not anyone there that was supporting white supremacy. Donald Trump clearly said there are people on the left that are decent people, and there are people on the right who are decent people, and they can come together and actually have a protest and talk to each other. He talked about how vile the white supremacists were, and he talked about how vile the anti-Antifa people were. And he was 100% right about that. If you're on the white supremacist side, you're a freaking moron and you need to go away. If you're an Antifa, you're a freaking moron and you need to go away. Donald Maybe Trump Beto needed- needs a history lesson. I, you know what? O'Rourke does need a history lesson. Because <laughs> Where does the white supremacist come from? <laughs> thank you, Roger B. Because if you want to get down to brass tacks, O'Rourke, you fake Hispanic, white supremacy was born and reborn. Born, under the, raised, and nurtured. In the Democrat Party. 
In fact, Woodrow Wilson, ladies and gentlemen, one of the progressive Democrat heroes, he rebirthed, he gave rebirth to the KKK, the the supreme of white supremacy. Um, I, I mean, history lesson, you're absolutely right, Roger, a history lesson needs to be taught to Mr. Fake Hispanic O'Rourke. And I would love to be the one to give it to him, but what do you think the chances are that he's going to want to debate me? Oh, he doesn't want to debate anybody who will tell him the truth. I tell you what, it just, it just, it, it just really, really irked me, and 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 I, I don't look, folks. I'm just passionate. I'm not mad at anybody. It just, it just irritates me when somebody who is supposedly in the running for a for a national party's candidacy for the president, this guy is going to come out. And and he's so he, ignorant. He, exactly, Roger. That's a good way to put it. Um, here's a guy who day to day says that Trump isn't presidential. Well, am I supposed to believe that you cussing on national TV during the news is is presidential? <laughs> and you're accusing the president of the United States of being a Nazi, a racist, and you're lying about him. You're lying about things that he said because you're putting words in his mouth. I'm supposed to think that's presidential. Look. O'Rourke, to be president, you need to you need to understand how to act during a crisis. And if this is how you handle a crisis, I don't want you anywhere near the office of presidency. Mr. Armandarez, yes. I'd like to uh, go public and uh, get your permission on this. After the show, we'll have our stealth producer cut out this segment, and uh, we'll give it to you. Okay. And you can send it to Mr. O'Rourke's website. That would and be wonderful. See what they think about an initiate MP3. the challenge. Yes, we will initiate. Throw down that. the glove <laughs> once again. A great idea coming from the station owner David. Uh, I, that's I, I say we do it. I would love to issue this challenge. Even if even if I have to meet him somewhere, I'll be happy to do it. Um, because this has got somebody's got to call him out. What what which alley? <laughs> yeah. And which trash can are you going to meet him at? Yeah, right. I tell you what, I'm almost afraid of where he would want to meet. So well, he's I'm, floundering at the bottom of the pond anyway. He's he not is. going anywhere. He is. Are he you is. saying he's a bottom feeder? It Ooh, seems that a, way. That's a great way to put it. He he is the bottom feeder that is the sea of the Democrat mess that is running for. He's the, the screaming president. child trying to get attention right now. <laughs> that's true. You know what, Roger? That's a great way to put it. And David, you put it a great way as well. He is. He is that child that isn't getting attention, that went around yesterday uh, throwing his arms up in the air, throwing wild accusations and making lies and uh, just to get attention for himself. Um, and, and I, for one, just... You know, I would just he, give him his ball and tell him to go home. Tell him to go home. <laughs> you know, the left likes to run around and they like to be offended by everything. Well, you know what? As a as a real Hispanic, I'm offended by the fake Hispanics accusations. Exactly. So I'm uh, more Hispanic than he is. Yeah, I. You are. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know, folks. Roger is not lying. Roger Bihar and I are related at some point. If you trace his family back to Spain. Well, yes. How, how much Indian is he? <laughs> I bet he's more, more than Elizabeth more Warren. More than Elizabeth Warren. Pocahontas. <laughs> so, so, so I, I just, I had to touch on that. I had to issue that a challenge to the fake Hispanic O'Rourke because it's absolutely ridiculous that that he, they, CNN, the so-called journalist. Let's him get away with that, and it's just it's just asinine. So um, that 
I just had to get that off my chest. And, and the next thing I want to talk about here on the Topic Rundown, uh, the On Point with Victor Topic Rundown, is I've got a message for the uh, left-leaning simpletons. And, and that's what the left is, Roger, I think, today. There are a bunch of simpletons. Um, are there any that are not? <laughs> yeah, that's you're you're, basically I, just. Cl- you're saying the left period. I think the left period. They the, may the they Democrats, may have a few redeeming people maybe. in the party who have a little bit of. But they know, they either retired, civility. they retired, or, or and went home. The ones that are elected right now, your Democrat Party today, they're a bunch of simpletons, and the lamestream media is, and and, and just that you know, like you said, the whole left is Roger. But but I got a little lesson for them. I got a lesson today for the left. They – one of the things that that uh, the fake Hispanic O'Rourke was saying and one of the things that you're hearing Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, you're hearing Biden, you're hearing all these on the left, these Democrats today talk about invasion, the word invasion. Now the word invasion is racist. The word invasion is is some kind of, of white supremacy word uh, just because – and look, folks. Donald Trump's not the only one that has referred to illegal immigration, that what's happening at the borders in the past couple of years, the caravans coming, the people crashing the border, calling that an invasion. And, folks, we're going to go to a break. And when I get back, I'm going to explain to you what this invasion word really is and where it appears. So you hang tight. We'll be right back. This is America's Web Radio. Hi, my name is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio, talking to you about anti-car insurance. Uh, in this hobby uh, that I've been part of for years, not all insurance companies and insurance coverage is the same. I would suggest that you call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com to find out some information about some of the best anti-car insurance you can get, such as agreed value. Uh, insurance for your classic car. Again, if you're when you get ready to to uh, insure your classic classic antique or even your street ride, call J.C. Taylor Insurance or visit jctaylor.com. This is Daryl Pullis inviting you to listen to America's Homegrown Veggie Show right here every Saturday morning at 10 Eastern Time. Great guests, great tips, and valuable information about growing your own vegetables, fruits, and herbs. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is Around Town Movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around Town Movers for that local or cross-country move. Timothy, Around Town Movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's Around Town Movers. Call them. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. This is On Point with Victor. And if you're wondering who that great music was, that's a band called Pointless. And uh, if anyone's interested, shoot me an email, and I'll tell you the history of Pointless. <laughs> so, uh, Although it's all pretty pointless. <laughs> yeah, but it's all pretty pointless. <laughs> so, so Roger, uh, during the break, we... Um, we wanted to give the we just we talked about O'Rourke, the fake Hispanic, and we wanted to give out his true Irish white name. <laughs> it's Robert Francis O'Rourke. <laughs> so he's more of a Bobby than a, a Bobby Beto. Frank. <laughs> so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. If you, if anyone's out there and you're wondering why I refer to him as a fake Hispanic, is because this guy runs around Texas and uses the name Beto. What does and, Beto mean? Um, is that a Spanish name? I tell you what, I'd like it to mean. But um, it's it, it's a, a Hispanic uh, Beto, if you're referring to somebody who, 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 if they were really named But it would Roberto. not be a translation for Robert or Francis. Well, it could be a translation for Roberto, oh, which, okay. which his name is not, because well, he's Robert Francis. Robert Francis O'Rourke, the Irish white guy. <laughs> so, so, you know, that sounds, that sounds uh, well, there you go. He's probably more of a – well, he's definitely more of a white supremacist than uh, President Trump, I would – if he wants to throw that around. And I'm not accusing him. I'm just saying if he's going to accuse and lie about Trump, then, hey, we can do the same to him. His party started but, the KKK. I mean, come well, on. Well, that's this is true. And, and again, I, I'm not going to put out – I love bringing that up. I'm not going to put out falsehoods <laughs> on this show. And you are correct, Roger. If you look back at the founding of the KKK, they were the strong arm for the Democrat Party. And, you know, these are facts that are never going to come out in the mainstream media. But look, folks, you can look it up yourself. Um, we are not – we do not make up – we don't pull O'Rourke's here. We don't make up information and accuse the other side. I will give you the facts. Uh, so that – but but I want to get back to – so when we, when we went to the break, we were talking about uh, how I was calling the left a bunch of simpletons. And I want to give them a quick education on the word invasion. Because now they're trying to, just as they've bastardized the meaning of racism, they're trying to change the meaning of invasion and they're trying to make it a racist word and a mean word and all these things. Well, let me tell you something, uh, elected officials out there who don't know the Constitution and they should probably learn a thing or two from the Constitution, the word invasion in regards to the people crossing the borders, that would be the borders of the United States, and that would mean people crossing illegally. It is in the United States Constitution. The word invasion was placed there by the Founding Fathers, and they didn't do it by accident. In fact, why don't you go look it up yourself? If you go look up in the United States Constitution, Article 4, Section 4, you will see the Founding Fathers explicitly use the word invasions. And they were using that word when they were talking about people who crossed the border illegally. And they were using the word because they were they specifically spoke and wrote about the responsibility of the federal government to protect the citizens of the United States. Look, folks, you've heard me talk about a sovereign country. You cannot be a sovereign country without borders. And you need only go to Article 4, Section 4 of the United States Constitution to see where the Founding Fathers referred to, A, borders, B, that if you were coming over illegally and we allowed that illegal activity, that that could be considered an invasion. In fact, the Founding Fathers looked at it as being an invasion. If you came over the borders illegally, it was referred to as an invasion because the Founding Fathers made it clear that the number one job of the federal government 
was to protect the people and the sovereignty of the United States. It's that simple. But that would require Democrats to read the Constitution. It would. And, Roger, how many how many Democrats probably do not know the article I just referred to? And how many... There's probably some Republicans and, who don't know it either. Exactly. And how many never-Trumping Republicans don't know that as well? Politicians should have to take a test before they take office. You know what, Roger? I would, I would, I would pretty much agree with that. I think you, you should have... Take a test before you drive a car. You should have some knowledge of the Constitution. If, if you're going to be an elected official and you're going to be able to to write rules and laws that we the people have to live by, then by golly, you ought to know what some essentials are in the Constitution. In fact, I got another message, Roger, for the left. The last I checked, the Bill of Rights was just that, the Bill of Rights. Since when did it become the Bill of Needs? Oh, in fact, most of the Bill of Rights are the Bill of Restrictions, what yeah, the government cannot do. Now, that is that's a, that is a great point because I, I can accept that as an answer to the Bill of Rights as being a Bill of Restrictions. But it's never, ever, or nor should it be, the Bill of Needs. That's right out of mind, comp. To eat, you know, you, you take – my goodness, I'm going to get ahead of myself. I'm not even going to remember. But, but uh, you know, one of the main staples of communism and socialism is, is you, you take from the, those who have and give to those who want. Each according uh, to their needs. Yeah, from, each, from, from each. each. From each according to their from needs. From each according to their needs. From their abilities. From their abilities, yeah. Something so, like that. You know, we probably screwed that up, Roger. But uh, that's okay. People know what we're talking about. It wasn't Mein Kampf. It was the communist It was the communist manifesto. So, yeah, thank you for that, Roger. But uh, it was. It was a communist manifesto um, from each of their ability to each of according to their, to their needs. needs. Uh, something right. like that. Uh, but but the, the, the audience, you but know. It's not the Bill of Needs. It's the Bill it, of Rights. Exactly. It is not the Bill of Needs. It's the Bill of Rights. And, and somebody needs to remind the lamestream left and the media ab- about that. So. Uh, but that's just, you know, some of the education that I like to give here on On Point with Victor. So one of the other things I want to point out, you know, as I go down the topic rundown, uh, is, Roger, I bet you know about this, and I bet you're going to talk about this a little bit on your show. No. But in Chicago this weekend, there were 55 people shot, 55 shootings, and seven killed. Wow. Have you heard anything about that on the news? Seems like people up there have bad gun control. They can't hit what they're mm. aiming at, apparently. Yeah, apparently not. And, and Roger, who runs the city of Chicago? Well, I believe Democrats have and will probably for the next many years. And who has the, some of the strongest gun, anti-gun laws? Oh, that the, would obviously be the city, of Chicago, the city of Chicago and the state of Illinois in general. Exactly. And so you've got... Look, I am not trying to put any diminishing or anything uh, about what happened in Dayton and what happened in El Paso. But when you've got a bunch of politicians that are so quick to try and blame their political adversaries and blame – let's just – look, they're trying to blame the NRA. They're trying to blame – if you're a voter who believes in the Second Amendment, they're blaming you for the shootings in El Paso and Dayton. Where who were they blaming for the shootings in Chicago? Well, wait, isn't Obama from Chicago? He, I think we can blame him. Well, maybe we should blame Obama then, because this wasn't just this past weekend, uh, Roger. Every weekend, there are 
double-digit shootings and and sometimes double-digit deaths. You know, during parts of the Gulf War, Chicago was more deadly than yes. overseas in in Iran, Iraq, wherever we were at the time. Right. Kuwait. When when there was a theater of war going on in Iraq, there were weeks and months where there were more deaths in Chicago than there were on the battlefield. Uh, that should tell you something, uh, folks. I, I just I want people. We have reached a point, or we we have to get to the point where we fight back. It can't just be me on this radio show. It can't just be Roger on his radio show. It can't be just the other talk radio hosts that are out there. We, the people, have got to start standing up and pushing back on the left. We can no longer sit back and let them blame the Republican Party or blame the president or blame the Second Amendment or blame the NRA or blame we the people just because we choose to believe in the Constitution. We have to start standing up. Um, I am sick and tired of there are Republicans so-called Republicans like John Kasich, who was losing his mind today because Donald Trump had the audacity to make a tweet and touch base with his supporters on what's going on in the news. You've got Republicans that want, like John Kasich, who want the Republicans and Donald Trump to, oh, don't say anything about being attacked by the left. That, that Let's just move on. No, folks, we, we, we have to stand up and push back. Tell me where I'm wrong, Roger. Well, you're not, and I've said this before. Um, start, if you, if you want to fight back, I'm not saying pick up arms, go fight literally, but pick somebody you know who may not see things the right way, educate them, talk to them, discuss with them. And not everybody you talk to is going to see your point of view, but try and let them see the light. Give them something to read. Let them possibly change their view and understand what's right and what's wrong. Hmm. Now, not each not each political party is right or wrong. It's not that broad of a line. They both are contributors to what's going on now. Oh, Thomas Jefferson said it best: uh, a government at, at its best is is a, a necessary enemy. Yeah, necessary um, evil. Or we necessary have to have evil. it, but um, it's not the best way to. Right. You know, it's the best way to do things to control things, but mm. it's difficult to control once it starts getting out of hand, which it seems like our government has. Hey, absolutely, and and. The best thing the federal government could do is is abide by the Constitution. The federal government is supposed to be small, very small. Any po- Look, there are 18 enumerated powers. That is it for the federal government, 18 enumerated powers. Any power that is not delegated to the federal government in the Constitution is delegated to the state, and that's what we need to get back to. And, and also to your point, Roger, I'm not saying to let's go out and let's try and fight and fist fight and let's don't be Antifa. But what I am saying is let's stand up. Not yet. and uh, Not yet, yeah. What I am saying is let's stand up and try and educate uh, these Democrats. When they face you and they push on you and they're telling you that it's your fault and that you're this and you're a racist and you're this and you're that – um, it's okay to push back on them and explain to them. Explain to them the Constitution. Give them a pocket Constitution. Give them a, a, a book or something to read and say, you know what? If you want to debate with me, I'll be happy to do it. But here, how about reading a little bit of literature and then come back to me and tell me what you think? Well, they're going to tell you it's outdated. 
Yeah, well, that's true. They they will try and say it's a because living, breathing document. The Second Amendment, it's about muskets. <laughs> yeah. Even though right. it doesn't mention the word musket, flip-lock, percussion gun, anywhere yeah. in the Second Amendment. However, the no. First mm-hmm. Amendment does mention freedom of the press, meaning a printing press. Not the Internet, not TV, not radio, <laughs> yeah. not YouTube. So, so if it really wanted to get down to it, and and look, Roger, it's funny you mention that because – it is the left. It is Antifa. It is the, the today's Democrat Party. It is the Socialist Party. They are the ones trying to stifle speech. They are the ones encroaching on the First Amendment. So uh, uh, maybe we shouldn't point that fact out about the freedom of the press, Roger, because maybe the left is going to try to use that to restrict speech even more. So, all right, folks, we got another break. This is flying by. You hang tight. You're listening to On Point with Victor. This is America's Web Radio. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. Whether cruising the strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome back. This is Victor Armendariz with On Point with Victor. You're listening to America's Web Radio. Uh, we're, we're having a blast today going down the topic rundown. Uh, you know, serious topics here, folks. And, and, and these are things that, that need to be said and, and things that, that we need to be on guard for. And, and there are, Things that need to be pointed out that you're just not going to hear on mainstream media, and it, and it's just driving me crazy. Um, another point I want to point out is Baltimore. You know, there are Trump supporters that have gone into Baltimore and started to clean up the west side, which is the district of Elijah Cummings. So Trump, for pointing out 
President Trump pointed out how awful Baltimore was, which was a brilliant thing to do. I said it before, and I'll say it again. It was a brilliant thing to do because Baltimore is another one of those cities that has been under 40, 50 years of nothing but Democrat control. There is no Republican in sight. Uh, you might have to go to Georgia before you – well, no, you might get to Tennessee or Kentucky uh, – before you find a Republican. Uh, there are no Republicans anywhere near Baltimore. There hasn't been a Republican that's been involved in running that city for 40-plus years. So the plight of that city, if you want to blame somebody, has to go to the feet of the Democrat city council, the Democrat uh, state house, the state senate, the, the anything around that community of Baltimore that – I shouldn't include the state. It's it's the community there. That's the It's the city council's. And then, and then it's the district. So I guess I can, I can include Elijah Cummings because that's his district. He's a Democrat. They have run that city. And they just this past weekend, when we're talking about all this mess that's going on, Baltimore just set, I believe, the record. I'm not sure if it's the national record or just a Baltimore record, uh, homicide record. Now, that is not a record, Roger, that you want to be part of. It's not one you want to be proud of. But keep in mind that rats is the last word in Democrats. (laughs) Now, that is a fine point there, Roger. You're just you're going to get us some angry emails. So maybe they're part of the maybe they're trying to register these rats as voters. I don't know. It's I mean, well, the why cemeteries not? are full of Democrat voters. Why not? The, I was just about to say the cemeteries vote in uh, Chicago every voting every election, and in fact, it's a shame when I, the rats have a higher IQ than the uh, politicians. <laughs> oh, that is a you're absolutely right. You could apply and, that to both sides. And sometimes they're well, is absolutely you could apply that to the never Trumpers. They they and uh but yes, when we're talking about Baltimore and some of these cities, complete democrat control. And and I said this before, I want to see Donald Trump go to the next level. And by that I mean I want to see Donald Trump <laughs> I want to see Donald Trump visit Baltimore. I want to see him go into Elijah Cummings' district and and find a secure place and let the people come to him. Believe me, they will come because they're going to want to protest and all that. But let him have a conversation with the people in Baltimore because there have been a couple of of news stories where they sent out a, a person on the streets of Baltimore after Donald Trump called Baltimore out, and the people are on President Trump's side, they're not on Elijah Cummings' side. Well, because they have to live there. Elijah wouldn't want to give up his title of Pied Piper and have all those rats following him. Yeah, that's true. That is absolutely true. And but if if Donald Trump, if President Trump will go to Baltimore, he has an opportunity here. And I'm not saying he's going to win all those people over, but he's got an opportunity to go stand and listen to the plight of Baltimore. Listen to the people because I promise you the people of Baltimore are not going to miss an opportunity to tell the president what ails them. You realize and, that if he went, he'd have to have a molt around him because yes. the rats <laughs> well, yeah. drowned as they were well, coming after him. Well, that's why I said he got to find a nice, secure place and let the people come to them where they can secure it because, unfortunately, there are some crazy radicals out there. But I think it's an opportunity to be had. Uh, Roger, imagine... And folks out there listening, imagine if President Trump stood in an auditorium 
or a gymnasium, and we allowed the people of Baltimore to come in and say, look, all we ask is you be civil. But you come, and this is your chance. How often, Roger? To have do you, the president's ear. Yes, to have the president's ear. How often do you get that chance? So if, if Donald Trump, President Trump, would go and let the people explain to him the plight, let me tell you, Roger, how fast would Elijah Cummings and, and the rest of the, uh, the, the media whores, and sorry, folks, I just, I, I, that's what they are, right. but, how fast, Roger, would Elijah Cummings, Al Sharpton, uh, Jesse Jackson, and the rest of that crew. All the race baiters. How fast would the race baiters be down there to stand next and want to be a part of this President Trump's oh, panel? Oh, of course. Or they'd hold their own conference mm-hmm. and bash everything he said. Uh, they would do that afterwards anyway. But I promise you they would all want to be part well, of Donald Trump's Well, if there's a TV Trump's camera entourage. there, they're both going to parade around and yeah. pretend to be oh, good Oh, they guys. would. They would. But they would want to be a part of this entourage of Trump's. And, and I would say... To President Trump right now, uh, you know, I used to do a segment. What what would I say to President Trump? Well, we're going to bring that segment back right now. Here's what I would say to President Trump. Go to Baltimore. Take your team and go to Baltimore. Get your team to make this happen. And do not let Elijah Cummings, Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, or the rest of those pimps, political pimps. <laughs> boy, am I going to get in trouble for that one. But, but do not let those political pimps be anywhere near this i want just you mr president you president trump i want you to be in the room with your team and allow the people of baltimore to come into the auditorium or the gymnasium and explain to you their plight let them talk about it. and then president trump you like no one else can start talking solutions because Eliza Cummings is not talking about solutions and the rest of that's Democrat City Council. They're not talking solutions. The mayor, she's not talking solutions. Why should they? They've and been in power for years and absolutely. years and years. All they're concerned about is their next election. And there's the great point right there, Roger. If ever there was a group of politicians who cared less about the plight of black America, or if ever there was a group of politicians who cared less about the plight of inner cities it's the democrat party and why well roger you hit it because they don't have to work for the black vote they get 90 percent of the black vote and why do they earn it no they just brainwash everybody into thinking Mm -hmm. that democrats are for them well, if you look at statistics you look at history Mm -hmm. if you learn anything about actual facts and figures you'll know those are not true at all absolutely the democrat party and these inner city party the the city councils and the mayors and i'm talking chicago i'm talking baltimore i'm talking the city of atlanta i'm talking la i'm talking san francisco i'm talking new orleans i'm talking detroit ladies and gentlemen look at the plight of all those cities they are all run by democrats if you think, and let me speak to you directly, Mr. Black Inner City Voter, Mr. Hispanic Inner City Voter, if you continue to vote for the very people who have put you in that situation, and if they didn't put you in the situation, they've exacerbated the situation. They have done and offered no solutions to help you rise up out of poverty. In fact, they're keeping you in poverty. Because you continue to vote for them. It's like the farmer with the sheep. The sheep are going to vote for the farmer because he feeds them. But he's going to be the same one that slaughters them in the end. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that is what's happening. So, folks, this is what I mean. If you're, if you're an inner city, black, inner city black voter, if you're an inner city Hispanic voter, and you are married to the letter D, you are 
harming yourself. You've got 40 plus years of Democrat control over the inner cities and look at the plight. Look at the homelessness. Look at the defecation on the streets. Look at the trash. Look at Baltimore and all the trash and what I was alluding to before. So after Trump brought Baltimore to the light, there is a group of Trump supporters who don't live in that district in Baltimore, but they have gone in and started to pick up trash. Roger, how is it that these so-called white supremacists have gone into the district of Elijah Cummings in Baltimore and started cleaning up, picking up trash? I would like to know what party they consider themselves affiliated with. Right. Uh, so, well, these are Trump supporters, Roger. These oh, are Trump, Trump supporters. These so are Trump, they yes. Can, okay. These, so the Trump are, supporters are taking care of a problem that the Democrats cannot take care of. You know, will not. Will not take care of. They, I don't they always have, win arguments with liberals, but when I do, I get called a racist. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, we had a listener that uh, brought up a point and said, have ha, asked this question of me and, and probably to you too, Roger. Have you ever been able to have a discussion about politics with a liberal without being called names and look folks you can't it's difficult it's well the question was have you ever and i will sit here and tell you today that i've most of the discussions i've had with liberals usually comes to a point where they'll call me a name i've been called a traitor to my people a traitor to the old country uh you you name it and i've been called that so it is a good point that the listener points out that the liberals you will will turn to name calling they will turn to to trying to make fun of you in some way and while they're doing it they're accusing the republicans of doing that you know and the idea has been around for thousands of years in latin it's called argumentum ad hominem ad hominem argument against the man if mm-hmm. you find yourself losing a discussion or argument you call the man names. You you make it against him instead of the point mm-hmm. you're trying to make. Absolutely, absolutely. So we're we're coming up almost to the end of the show, and I want to mention another thing here, um, folks. If you're not familiar with red flag laws, you need to make yourself familiar with these ridiculous laws that are coming out and this ridiculous push that's coming. And this is the Democrats. This is the the spineless Republican establishment. And and folks, if you've been a listener to this show, I have been warning you about Lindsey Graham. Yes, Lindsey Graham has been good to the president and has been good at supporting the president of late. But I've been warning you that that Lindsey Graham, his true colors will come out and Darn it, they didn't come out yesterday and today because Lindsey Graham has gotten together with, of all people, Blumenthal. Blumenthal, to refresh your memory, is a Democrat who I call the fake Vietnam vet. Blumenthal never was a Vietnam vet, but he told people he was a Vietnam vet. That's the kind of Democrat this guy is. Lindsey Graham has got together with Blumenthal, and and he's pushing red flag legislation. Ladies and gentlemen, if we go down this rabbit hole, kiss your Second Amendment goodbye. We need to stand and push back against the red flag laws, so please learn about them. In fact, tune in in the next five minutes. The the uh, Locked and Loaded show with Roger B. is about to start. I'm sure he will have something oh, yeah. to say about We're going to cover that. Laws. So that's all I got for you today, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been On Point with Victor. Tune in next week. I can't wait to be back. This is America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the Amer- AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.